Flash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Melissa Albrecht. Albrecht? I don't know how to say her last name. I'm sorry, Melissa. I was introduced by past guest who was on a couple weeks ago, Matt Suarez, and he introduced me as Melissa Joseph. So, my bad. I did not get the uh, the correct pronunciation of her last name, but I'll spell it just in case you want to find her on Facebook and friend her. It's uh her last. It's Melissa L. A L B R E C H T. So Melissa L. Albrecht. So I think that's how you say it. I don't know. I'm sorry, Melissa. Anyways, like I said, I met Melissa through Matt Suarez, who had come across her. I'm not sure if he when he was in Youngstown, Ohio, or if I'm not sure how he hooked up with her. But um, thank you, Matt. Because I think Melissa's story is a beautiful story about uh, a musician who's trying to find purpose and uh, purpose in her art and her expression, and she does, which is really hard for any musician or artist to do. So you'll know what I'm talking about once we get into the conversation, and um, it was a lovely conversation, and also. She has a beautiful voice for like, like an NPR voice, her talking voice. She also has a beautiful singing voice, which we listen to a song. It's a cover, but she has a beautiful voice. And I think she has a great voice for radio. I, I think she would be a perfect like NPR DJ. She just be, she talks real quiet and proper. She's an English major. And I can't even do a good impression because I'm too busy saying, uh, and bleh, and, and stuff hawking stuff out my throat and still recovering from christmas um the flu so anyways um that's up in a minute today is bishop's birthday today is uh the 24th june june wow january 24th 2018 today my son turns four and uh we woke him up with a song and a half of a blueberry pie because he doesn't like cake. He wants pie and his birthday's his birthday party is this Saturday and he doesn't want cake. He he wants birthday pie. So give the boy what he wants. So we woke him up with a pie and then he proceeded to eat the like it's a half pie. He proceeded to eat the entire half of a pie by 8.30 in the morning, and now you probably can't hear him, but he's just running in circles, screaming on the biggest sugar high a boy could have at 8.30 in the morning. So, congratulations, son. You made it to four. We got some great guests coming up. Uh, we got Chris Kelly and Daphonics, and they are a couple hip-hop dudes here in Toledo. We got uh, Toledo legend Jeff Stewart, who has uh, done awesome work. Uh, he's had music featured on Sons of Anarchy, that awesome show. I love the show, but I never finished it. I don't know why. It's just I just couldn't do the last season. I've seen all of the seasons except for the last season. I even had my aunt 
tell me like the end it's like just tell me the ending i'm never gonna go back and watch all the episodes i just don't have time nor the energy to do that (laughs) anyways he's had music featured on i think commercials and the sons of anarchy so i think that's huge that is definitely a part of the way musicians find their way in this crazy business you sell just to get by you know you sell your art to commercials and stuff and it was looked at as selling out at one time but now it's i think people have become like the general collective of musicians have understood that the big giant check that the record companies are going to write don't they don't exist anymore and now to find your way through this world and make a living is stream revenue on spotify you know if that is a possibility youtube which youtube just changed their their um their policy now now in order to have ad revenue off of youtube you have to have 1000 subscribers so a lot of people are probably losing a lot of money and I my hearts go out to you. That was never a problem for me or for Raina, my wife. So no big there, no loss, no gain. But yeah, so it's just another stream of revenue and artists want to create and this is how they're allowed to create they're able to bring in some kind of income so they can sit there and write the music that you love. So we got Jeff Stewart coming up and I cannot spell, I don't know, Jake Palinowski, Newski. I don't know how to say his last name. Another Melissa Albrecht situation. Uh, I will ask Jake this time when I go, I'm going to meet with him um, tomorrow actually. So that's coming up in the future. And write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. You can also check out the website, we speak English It's pretty bare, but you can get to the SoundCloud from the website if you'd like. Leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or Podomatic or wherever you get your iPad. I was going to say iPad. Wherever you get your podcast leave a review it helps leave a message on uh, soundcloud i don't know call me i'm not gonna give out my phone number but i'm pretty sure my phone number is pretty easy to find online so anyways i'm rambling let's uh go over to the west branch library in toledo where they have a free studio for the public all as long as you have a library card you can book a three-hour slot Luckily, I was able to get in here, which, funny enough, they I booked the studio, and I get there, and they said, oh, no, Nicole has it from 5 to 8, and I was like, no, I booked it from 6 to 9, and they're like, no, you didn't, but Nicole never showed up, so everything worked out. The only thing I would say about the studio is bring your own condenser mic or mic, whatever you're miking up, bring that, because... The mics they got in there are kind of not very good, so do that. Oh, yes, and one more thing before we get to Melissa. I'm sorry, but there is a noise. like I don't know what it is, but it definitely came from my end. 
because I have my recorder and um, my recorder records left and right and on the inputs so I have to turn them into mono tracks afterwards okay boring stuff but <clears throat> just so you know it came on my I was on the left side and Melissa was on the right and it comes from me but so it's my fault I don't want you guys being mad at Melissa because of this terrible sound that's going on in the background so my bad I don't know what's up with it I wish I had a noise gate that could kind of get rid of it, but I'm kind of back in the stone ages here when it comes to plugins and editing tools. So enough of me. Let's get over to Melissa. Melissa Albrecht. Brecht. Albrecht. Albrecht. They're meant for that, you know? <laughs> They're meant to be like thrown around and punched. No, we be punching microphones. Oh, I know, punch microphones. Gigi Allen. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Gigi Allen? No. Oh, well, please. <laughs> I got Gigi Allen? Gigi Allen. Okay. Um, okay, so just talk right into it. So position it so it's right in on you. You want it like. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, that just okay? so you're comfortable. And I can, in, in post, I can, like, make it louder. So, however you want to do it. How about that? Is that better? That's perfect. Okay. That's perfect. And, you know, as long as you're comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, so Gigi Allen is this guy. He was in this punk. Um, he was, like, punk, I don't, but, like, metal punk. Um, but he was, like... He was this maniac, basically, who had a band who got, like, this cult following. And he used to be um, in part of his show. I mean, he was just crazy. He was just a crazy person who would jump into the audience and just start moshing with the audience and then, like, punch them in the face. What? He would throw feces into the audience. He would he would punch microphones. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One time, he put the microphone in his mouth, and he like, oh, like, in his mouth, and then just went, uh, and uh. smashed out his entire front grill. Oh. There's actually this really amazing documentary that I suggest everybody to watch. Uh, it's by Todd Phillips, um, who directed, um, wh- oh my God, um, what's those movies with Zach Galifianakis where they go to Vegas? I know what you're talking about. I can't think of Hung- it. Hangover? Is that what they are? There we go. The yeah. Hangover trilogy. Yeah. He directed those. The one where Will Ferrell is in a, um, is in a, um, he goes to college and <laughs> Luke Wilson's in it and Vince Vaughn. Oh my God, what is the name of these movies? They're like classics. Anyways, the guy who directed these, you know, iconic <laughs> comedies directed this, like one of his first films he did when he was still an NYC student, was on this guy named Gigi Allen who would just, like, punch people at his shows. And, I mean, he would stick turkey basters in places, you know? And that's why they went to the shows? <laughs> yeah, but then you would, like, you would talk to some of the fans and he would, uh, they'd be like, yeah, we stand mostly in the back. <laughs> we try not to get punched. But then there was, like, these hardcore dudes. Like he I just want him to touch me. <laughs> yeah, like I just want to be blessed. And yes. He, uh, he's like, my body is a temple. <laughs> it's a musical temple. Uh, it, so, Gigi Allen is uh, a guy who would punch microphones. Wow. Basically. So, um, I'll play that for my students 
<laughs> do you, what do you teach? Uh, I teach English. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, high school English. High school English, yeah. right yeah. on. Uh, so, you said you were from Youngstown. Do you have a musical lineage in your family at all? Um, my father's from Pittsburgh, oh. and he used to sing in a doo-wop group. Oh, I love that. Back in Pittsburgh. Um, he doesn't talk much about it, but that's about the most that I know is that, <laughs> I mean, he would sing around the house. He would play the piano. We have a piano in our house, and... I took piano lessons and um, listened to him sing all the time. Um, uh, he smoked quite a bit, so his voice doesn't sound good anymore, but <laughs> that's the musical background for my family, and we all kind of play instruments, and I'm really the only one that sings. At oh, all. okay. Yeah. So he kind of smoked his voice away? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so yeah. it's more like, Ugh. Yes. Does he still try to sing? Yes. That's yes. awesome, though. Yes. At least he still do it. <laughs> Why doesn't he like to talk about it? It's like... Uh, I, it just never I don't does. Know. I think he got himself into a lot of trouble, and he doesn't want to talk about. Oh, it. he was kind yeah, of rough. Yeah, he was kind of one of those guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love talking to those old cats about um, about their time coming up in a music scene. Do you know how far he went with it? Like, you know, I I don't. One, I do know that he he told me he used to take his buddies and go under the 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 bridges down in, in Pittsburgh and, and they would sing and harmonize with one another and um, they would stand on the street corners and people would give them money oh, for singing. So Just be out there yeah. acapella busking? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you done busking at all in your... Not on the streets. Not on the streets no. where? N not on the streets. Oh, no, never, never, never. So you've never no. busked, 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 busked. You're an English major, right? I have not. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's the proper way to say bust? No, I know. Um, so so from that, you sort of like picked up music. Did he ever like teach you at all? Or was it all just something that was um, just... You know, I think because he played the, the 50s and 60s music that he did and he would he would kind of try to teach me how to harmonize I think that really stuck with me as much as I hate to admit that um, but I really think that learning about the music of the 50s and 60s and listening to the different parts of harmony is it's it's really helped shape me yeah 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 it has to right yeah like all that stuff um, piano you know listening to the piano and he did teach me how to play the piano um, quite a bit before I even took lessons. Okay. So no, and, but you play when you perform. You mostly play with the guitar. Um, I don't actually bring any music um, instruments up on stage. I'm mostly a vocalist. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used to play piano. Kind of stopped. Um, clarinet. Eh. Um, <laughs> Was that a high school thing? Yeah, play a clarinet. <laughs> Marching band. Ten years of clarinet playing. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, that's not nothing. Right. Um, and then I picked up the guitar and I played. I tried to teach myself. I've had other people try to teach me a little bit. Mm. Uh, I skyped with Matt. They had oh. him teach me a little bit. Oh, nice. Um, but I've never gone up on stage with a guitar before. Okay, um, so you always have an accompanist. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm but too nervous. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife's the same way. Although she has started, it's funny because she was just a vocalist. She went to school for it, classically trained. Like one of our first dates, she's singing like Italian opera to wow. me. And I'm just like, okay, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> I am impressed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like self-taught scumbag guy uh -huh. who's just like, oh, you're the shit. And I'm just this guy. I've gotten a little better since then, but... <laughs> um, yeah, she was mostly a vocalist, and then um, in the last, like, 
maybe four or five years, she picked up the ukulele. And now she teaches the ukulele. Wow. <laughs> and she'll bring it on stage once in a while. But what's amazing is that, uh, well, she's a vocal teacher. That's what she. That's okay. all she does right now. Uh, she teaches on Skype and stuff like that. What, what's her name? Raina. Uh, it's, she goes by Raina Mystique. It's her first and middle name. Okay. So she just goes by Raina Mystique. Um, and <laughs> it's funny because she proposed this to the company she kind of works with, uh, TakeLessons.com. They okay. paid our bills for a long time. Love them. Um, and TakeLessons.com. Yeah. They're actually based on San Diego, but they're they're nationwide and working on worldwide but she's definitely taught students in like belize and like right now she's teaching a girl in spain who's from london um some girl in south america somewhere now strictly (laughs) ukulele no 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 no. she's mostly vocal what's funny is that she only knows like these few chords and she has a whole group class now just completely it's for beginners yeah and um i mean she's such a good teacher that she her knowledge isn't that expansive but she just teach that she's actually just like she's like um she's just she just has a knack for teaching she can just like she's like the 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 student whisperer you know uh-huh. <laughs> like, i don't know uh, anyways um so you don't really like going up with a guitar. No, but do you know how to play a guitar? Uh, a little bit. Just a um, few chords? Uh, enough that I I wrote a song <laughs> um, that I recorded before. Um, I, I can't say that it's very good, but it was good <laughs> enough at the time. Um, I, I wrote a song for um, uh, this organization called So Hope, and I, I'm not much of a musician, and some of the musicians that I had working with me, um, they got very busy, and so I decided just to pick up the guitar and write the song myself. And When you say you're not much of a musician, you say as in like an instrumentalist? Yeah, an instrumentalist. Okay, okay. Right, right. My wife would be very upset with you if you said you're not mu- you're <laughs> much of a musician, because she's taken shit her whole life yes. about being a vocalist, so... But uh, have you ever ran into that, like, uh, instrumentalists be like, oh, well, you're just the vocalist. You have the easy job. You can just stand up there and look good and sing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't sing. Yeah. I, I, I don't like my voice. <laughs> my wife says it's great. It's like my mom. My mom thinks I'm cute, uh-huh. you know. But do, you, I do, you, do you play guitar, too? I play guitar, okay. keys, and bass. Okay. That's good to know. That's that's what I did in San Diego. I just rotate between those three on any given night. It's like, wow. hey, I need this. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And then you just go do that, um, which is weird, but it happens, you know. Um, so, uh, so when did you start, like, actually taking that leap where you're like, I'm going to go out and start singing and uh. in front of people and, like, try um, to do it okay so funny story is is that my family is um my brothers and sister very much into um musical instruments um my sister plays flute my brother plays a saxophone uh, my other brother plays the trombone and the trumpet clarinet uh, myself a little bit of piano at the time and um i was very much a, a you know good little girl and I just I wanted to be really defined and so I uh, I got mad one day and I just wanted to hear my my parents tell me no and I asked them if I could try out for the show choir at school and I I anticipated they would say no just so that I could get into an argument with them <laughs> <laughs> um, you never let me do anything um, 
and surprisingly, my dad said yes, which I probably should have seen that coming. Um, but he said yes, and so I've, I've, I wasn't in choir. I, I didn't have any vocal training, and uh, I joined the show choir, and uh, they kind of taught me how to find the notes and sing. And um, you know, you have to sing and dance on stage. Yeah. Um, so my the first time I, I really remembered stepping out and singing was when I I auditioned uh, my junior year for a solo, singing Santa Baby. Oh. Uh, and so I sang it in front of front of the the entire school, and I was always the shy kid, mm. and I was the one that couldn't stand up and talk in front of anyone. So that was kind of my my outlet for that. Yeah, yeah. that's that's awesome. That's like uh, <laughs> you talk to a lot of people who are like that, you know. Like um, I just read this book. Um, it's called Meet Me in the Bathroom, and it's um, I don't know if you're familiar with any of it, like. Um, like the strokes and oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeahs and LCD sound system. Okay. It's kind of all about um, the, like, New York uh, and Brooklyn scene from, like, 2001 to 2011. And it's really interesting. And the lead singer, Karen O, who in the end turned into, like, a wild party animal. But, like, she was saying that when she was growing up that she had that same thing where it was, like, she didn't really know how to express herself, but once she was able to get on stage, she was like, she was able to just like be this crazy right. like rock star that she is, you know. So it that's it seems like a common thing with introspective people who sort of just have don't really know how to express themselves other than just being up there and singing. So you sort of use this as a vehicle to yeah. express yourself, yeah. and then so from show choir, where did you uh, kind of go? So from that? show choir, I. Um, Got into college and I started um, singing and and you know on the worship team at, at a church locally mm -hmm. on the on the campus there and um, actually took some lessons from um, one of the ladies that was uh, playing the piano there for the church and we started traveling around and throughout all of the churches in Toledo um, and and singing to raise money for for these mission trips oh, that right. that we were a part of. Um, well, did, where, where did you go on your mission trips? I've uh, I've been to Mexico twice. I've been to the Bahama Islands. Oh, okay. um, been to Taos, New Mexico. Um, um, where else have I been? Were you going to perform, or were you like building houses? No, we were no building houses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, almost every time we we build a house or or we dug the foundation of uh, of a church. One time it, uh, down in Mexico, we had to dig five foot trenches in the ground with our shovels and. <sighs> Um, mix cement in the in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the road, and then you know twenty five people would line up, and we would just pass, yeah, it down. pass down the buckets and, and chuck it in. And that's quite yeah. an experience. Yeah. And the, my wife did the same thing, kind of in um, the Dominican Republic. Yeah. So she went down there and she built houses and got eaten by mosquitoes. I, but it's great. Yeah, it it's a great a experience. experience. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that. I'm I'm sure you're thankful for. I mean, especially because you get to see that side of of the world, like um, of what like neglect from a society could be. Right. And, like, because you're in America, you know, it's we have our moments of like poverty, but extreme poverty is like um, when you see it, it's life changing. So I remember. Um, going down to Mexico and uh, um, Piedras Negras, that's one of them, and Metamorphs is the other. And I, I remember the story when we were we were heading into Mexico and just seeing how poor 
um, that the people were and thinking, man, you know, the 25 of us, we're going to do something really awesome um, for these people. And um, it was probably 11, 12 o'clock at night when we finally arrived and um, we saw a bunch of trucks just driving past us, um, one after the other, maybe 10 trucks or so. Um, and a lot of us were scared. We, we didn't know what was going on and, and come to find out that the people in that community, they gave up their mattresses so that we would have something to sleep on and they slept on the floor and yeah, yeah that, was, that was pretty touching wow yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. it made me it gave me a new perspective you know <laughs> yeah, like for sure. i need them as much as you know i thought that they needed me but yeah totally yeah, yeah. yeah the people people just come together in that way uh, my mom is from mexico and going back there oh, cool. as a kid i mean you just i mean living the way we did and and then going down there and being in this village that she's from <coughs> and my mom was actually came from not like a super rich family but like a, a you know like a i guess for mexico it'd be like well, upper middle class and uh they so they had this big ranch house and but you'd go out and you see the kids just playing soccer in the streets and even though things were like like very very poor people they just like very happy and then like very happy to yeah. help in any way they could yeah. and it's just such a it's such a it's such a weird dynamic and weird juxtaposition uh, to kind of be in one spot and then boom be in another spot and just Oh, it makes you yes. appreciate what you have, and I mean, you don't really have to have a lot of things to be <laughs> to be happy. I remember being like, I want, "Does anybody got Nintendo?" Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> such a turd. <laughs> but it was cool because, like, my aunts would cook, like my my tias would be down there, and their like their job was to clean and cook all day, and make sure food was ready for everybody after they're done working. You know. And I mean, yeah. it was a ranch house, so everybody was. You're always working, doing something around. And I mean, like I, my first time I ever seeing someone dress a chicken. My Were they dressed? Oh with yeah. little like skirts. Oh. <laughs> 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 yes, they dressed them in little Mexican skirts, and they did little dances, little hat dances. Um, Tilukukuracha. <laughs> um, no, my sweet dear Tia Maria, who I still love, who I just saw today, and I see like all the time which is another benefit of being back here is that i get to see my family which nice. i dearly miss out in san diego um she's such a sweet woman she's like you know like two feet tall and just just a lovely human being just like i never had a real grandmother and she was just sort of one of those people who Aww. took that space for me so the first time i ever seen her grab a chicken by its head and go boom start spinning oh. it around until its body <gasps> flew off and then just grab it and start <laughs> ripping <laughs> the feathers of it i was just like oh <laughs> my chicken comes from mcdonald's oh, i didn't wow. know that that's how they did it down there that's and frijoles with every meal. Yeah, totally. Pancakes and frijoles. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. <laughs> Rice and beans and sometimes chicken, sometimes pork. Yes. Who knows? Whatever's available on the farm that day. Hamburgers. They would give us hamburger and they would put the burger and they would take a slice of ham and put it right on top and they... Ooh. Uh, there's your hamburger. <laughs> it's a hamburger. It's a hamburger. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Funny translation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so you started going into um, worship scene. Then. Yeah, so I went into the worship scene. Um, 
that was that was really my outlet. Uh, actually, I grew up Catholic, okay. and my sister told me um, she wanted me to come to the Catholic Church in Toledo. And uh, I, I told her, I said, the music is awful <laughs> in the Catholic Church, and there's no place for me. It's so it, it's so true, and there's no place for me to sing. Um, so that's why I ended, I ended up joining Toledo Campus Ministry, and. Um, because of the music. Because of the music, yeah. That's so yeah. interesting. I'm not Catholic today because of music. Wow. It's, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I always tell I always tell everybody because I'm not the most religious person. I came up Catholic. Yeah. I've, I've been baptized, first communion, married. I mean, next step is death. So like, <laughs> it's like, all I've done all of that, but I just I don't. It's not really my thing. Uh, but if I ever did like want to go and find Jesus again, mm-hmm. it would be the Baptist church. Yeah, because yeah. my God, I, I played with the Baptist church for a, a while. Actually, right before I left Toledo to go to California, I played with the Baptist church over on. I can't remember the name of the church, but over on the south end somewhere. Anyways, it was awesome. It was like boot camp. Right. Like you just like the way they change chords and the chords i learned because i was playing guitar for that and it just blew my mind completely uh-huh. and it really prepared me for what was to come and just it was that and like jazz band and at owens <laughs> that, so, and and owens <laughs> and <laughs> Sloan's, but it was there for me uh, <laughs> but yeah like uh, i mean music is such an integral part of worship because it, it's just it's just another way to connect and I, yeah, I would totally go Baptist. So, uh, so it's okay. My grandma said, "If you're Catholic, you're always Catholic. You know, once you've been <laughs> baptized, you're always you're always Catholic. You're always Catholic, so we're good, regardless." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mom always is like, well, "Mijo, when are you going back to yeah. church? <laughs> when are you gonna go back to church?" So I'm like, you know what? God is in my heart. Right. <laughs> you know, my my sister, when are you gonna come back? When are you gonna <laughs> come, come back, back to, to the real? Come back to the the light. Is what she says. <laughs> come back to the light. Well, I mean, like they're up there singing Ricola, yeah. you know, and like, yeah. How can you? It's just some like, I, you know, there is one hymn that I really did. I remember digging when I went to Catholic school. Is a let us build the city of God. Oh, May yeah. our tears be turned into dancing. Yes. It's just I really like the uh, the melody of that song. It always stuck in my head. Anyway. Do 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 do. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. It's a it's a nice little you know, <laughs> it's a nice little jaunt. Um, okay. So so did you. Uh, did you find did you mostly perform non-secular music or did you ever i mean i yeah, I've no, heard yeah. your music yeah. so obviously you went secular well i mean i never really considered myself that that great to begin with uh, so it was kind of like you know i never thought about you know melissa the musician um probably for a good while it was just i really like music and i really want to sing and um this gives you know going to church and um has i have people to to you know, to sing with and to perform with and um, get a lot of, exp- I mean, th- uh, my biggest crowd that I've ever sang in front of was 3,000 people and it was, you know, in front of a um, uh, Methodist gathering of, of bishops and, and leaders and I feel like that really prepared me for stepping outside of the doors of, of um, you know, into the, I, I guess, quote-unquote secular world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it it was a there's a, a i guess friend of mine um who 
kind of introduced me into the idea of even stepping out and, and doing something um, outside of the church. And funny, he he said to me, he said, "You're not you're not going anywhere if you if you stay in, inside the church." <laughs> so, which I mean, I'm I'm a teacher, so I have a job anyway. But um, um, I ended up practicing with him, and we started giggling, gigging, gigging, giggling, giggling. <laughs> we started giggling around Toledo. <laughs> um, we started gigging around around Toledo, and um, that was probably um, five years ago. Oh, okay. five years ago, six. So years, when five did ish. you move to Toledo? I moved. Um, I moved up here for college when I was eighteen. Oh, okay. So and you just stayed. And I just stayed. I got stuck in Toledo. <laughs> <You> get, <laughs> it does that to you. Yes. I mean. It's, it, it is very appealing, uh, especially coming from San Diego where buying a house is not, I mean, like, your first house is a little tiny condo for, like, $300,000, you know, oh, in, like, wow. some weird part of town that, <laughs> you know, like, it's just, so coming back here is like, wow, I mean, we can just buy a starter home for, like, $40,000 and right. it's not, like, a horrible piece of crap. Right. So, uh, so it is appealing in that sense that it's cheap and, you know, but it, it was different. And, and you were saying before we kind of got started is that, um, that you're not from here. So like you, and how, and so, okay. So you moved here when you're 18 and you started just gigging around town and who were you playing with? I was playing with Bob Stevens. Is he still playing? Yeah. Um, Bob Stevens, he started the Bob Stevens band. Oh. He's part of the, he's part of the Scooby Snacks. Man, I wish <laughs> I knew like anything. You leave for eleven years, you come back, everything's different. I mean, the building that was there your whole life is now Walmart. Right? You know, so it's like it's just a completely different scene now. Yeah. What I meant when I said it's not the same Toledo I grew up in is that there wasn't there wasn't a sense of community that I feel now. I mean, especially with like. Um. I don't know, like, just the opportunity for the arts in mm -hmm. general. Oh, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Just, because they have, like, they'll just pay you to be an artist here, like, through the city. They'll just be like, because there's all these weird grants you can right. apply for, and it's amazing. Like, Toledo's very artsy. It is. It's yeah. an artsy city. It's just, it just, when I was a kid, it just, that didn't seem available, and it might be that I wasn't searching it out, oh. and it might have been available, but it was just not there, and, like, there wasn't such a... A push behind mm -hmm. uh, the arts I feel when I was coming up here maybe that's wrong maybe I was just what, what area did you grow up in <coughs> I grew up on the south end and then then a little bit on the north end hood and then <laughs> and then finally in Oregon where okay. I went to clay and finished out my high school and then that was the last place I lived and then out when I was like 23 so all uh, right bye um, but yeah, so that's what I meant. It wasn't really, there wasn't like a cohesiveness to the art scene here when I was coming up. And I kind of feel like there's more of a cohesion now. And like there's more, um, there's more of a platform for it now. Right. Um, like everybody kind of knows everybody. Yeah, and, and it was kind of like that when I was here, you know, then. But like it wasn't like support, you know, like it didn't feel support. It felt sort of everyone's sort of like grabbing for that like spot you know like because right. there's so i mean there's so many people here you know it's not the biggest city so like everybody was just sort of like trying to get their peace you know and i, I don't know I, it, 
that was my perspective from like an 18 to 23 year old who like 18 and 23 year olds are just just walking <laughs> hormones so it's like who knows what that's all about but i just didn't feel it but i feel a little bit more like there is um there's an energy here that wasn't when i was um they i don't know when they started the toledo arts council um but i know um ryan ryan bunch yeah he's, well, he's a writer for well he was or is he still writing for the paper um i don't believe he's writing anymore i could be wrong did he now. ever i'm just trying to think so okay i'm sorry to interrupt you no, because no, no, that's, that's one that's the fine. only that's a name that i remember okay <laughs> yeah so i knew him through my friend josh brisky so i knew of him and anyways please i'm so sorry oh i was just going to say that um um, the reason why I mentioned his his name is because at at school we're doing like a little poetry out loud competition with our students where they have to recitate. Anyway, um, I'm writing up his bio. It's for this Friday, but his name came to mind um, because you were talking about the art scene, and yeah. and I wonder if if the Toledo Commission, um, the Council for the Arts, has something to do with that cohesiveness. Oh, because he's part of that. Well, it, yeah, I was thinking about his name, and I was thinking about the Arts Commission, and I don't know if the Arts Commission was around when you were growing up or not, or oh, something yeah. that was just kind of new. Ah, I got you. And so what is that dude doing right now? Do you know? Uh, writing poetry. That's all he does? <laughs> writing poetry? <laughs> I knew he was a writer. I, I mean, I've hung out with him a lot, actually. So I, that's why I lit up when you said a name that I knew. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, I knew that guy. Uh -huh. <laughs> I remember Jason Quick. I don't know. I, I haven't seen his name really in the papers, because I'll still get, I'll go get the Toledo City paper and I'll just look through it. I'm like looking for people who might mm. be guests or something I could get, and I'm just trying to figure it out yeah. because I I I, I want to work again, you know. Like yeah. Anyways, um, so you started gigging around town, and how far did you take that? Um, I we were we were gigging probably two to three times uh, a week or so. Um, we're in the Toledo area, Sylvania area. Um, I've, I've done some guest appearances. Um, we, um, I ended up, he and I stopped working together and I ended up working with um, somebody else. I got pregnant, oh, okay. um, I'm married, but got pregnant with my second um, child. And um, kind of, you know, when you're up on stage and you're like, you know, three, four months <laughs> pregnant and it's, you know, 12 o'clock at night. Kind of an awkward scene there, so <laughs> I, I took a break for a, for a little while, um, yeah. and uh, and then I I decided, you know, I I don't I don't know. I felt I felt really called back to to singing it, singing in the church, and um, um, yeah. I mean, I remember I remember him also telling me, you know, you unless you get outside of the church, you've you you're not going to make it anywhere, and, and and I feel like I've I've done more, you know in the church Within than I have yeah you know yeah. I, I love Toledo and, and I love the Toledo music mm -hmm. scene and, and I've met a lot of great people and but I, I feel like like I'm doing something that's greater than it's it's just it's more than just about myself so, yeah 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 because music or art is very it's a very selfish thing that you're doing because you're like very you're just sort of like in your own space yeah. and you're just like like look at me you know right. like I'm doing this it's like how can I write my biography about Melissa <laughs> <laughs> <is> Joseph? Soulful. <laughs> yeah, you're just all about yourself and trying to 
promote yourself and it's all just selling yourself it's just very much about it's like I'm getting, trying to get this attention and it's weird I'm not that great by my album <laughs> you know <laughs> that's the that's the best way to open up a sales pitch yeah. it's like, I'm not that good but <laughs> give me five dollars right not ten um, so were you um, were you ever in a position where you were um, where like um, a good amount of your income was coming from your performances um, I would say that I was making enough money to to put away in in the savings, but I mean, I was still going to school. Yeah. Every I I mean I I would run, and mind you, I was a single mom at that time um, with my first son. But I remember just running home as soon as school was out, as soon as the bell would ring, I would run. I would go grab a, my babysitter and and run off to the gig, and um, I wouldn't come home until one or two o'clock yeah. in the morning, and um, but I loved it. It, it was, again, that it was you know the outlet of, yeah. of music. That, um, I don't, I don't know. No, I, I feel you. It's it, it's really hard to juggle parenting and like gigging, especially when you start getting a little traction because you're talking about gigging three, you know, two three times a week. You know, however much money you're getting each night, like that's that's a part-time job right and yeah. then and then you have a f- like a full-time job <laughs> like a double full-time like a non-stop full-time job right of being a parent and then adding school and that's that's intense so so you were balancing school and all that um and then you went right from school and you went into teaching right from that um well, well, I guess I should say when I say school, I mean into teaching. So mm-hmm. I was teaching. Um, oh, you were okay. okay. Yeah, when I, was I would get teaching. out of school. Yeah, when I would teaching. get out of teaching. Right, gotcha, when I would get gotcha. out of teaching school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I would run run home, grab a sitter, and um, I guess there's a big back background story behind that. My I have a son. He he's autistic, and he had some severe medical issues. So for a while, um, you know, getting out of the house was not even a thing. I mean, he had some very severe. Um, medical issues so uh, probably the first three years or so it was just him and I and um, I'm actually really thankful um, for meeting Bob and and getting the chance to get out Um, because I mean just being with him all of the time it was you know it's obviously a wonderful thing to be with your child a lot but (laughs) to be stuck in the house constantly and never really get out and have any free time that was just kind of my outlet so and and it was it was good income to help with his medical bills and, yeah. and the issues that he had and I was able to make friends and yeah so but it gave you a life like outside of your home oh yeah and I was exhausted don't get me I mean I was very <laughs> very I don't tell anybody this but <laughs> okay I'll keep it just between us um, no I remember um, working uh, I you know I would teach and then. I would have people come out. I would have, you know, I would invite people from school teachers to come mm-hmm. out and and uh, and listen to me sing. And we would be out till two in the morning. Then we'd have to get up at six o'clock in the morning to go teach. And I remember getting in trouble with the principal because <laughs> <laughs> he he used to um, he knew that I sang, but he used to see coffee cups just everywhere, and yeah. he used to think um, that I was coming in. I, I I don't drink. You know, I mean, you know, it's a job when you're going out mm-hmm. to sing. So I I don't drink one when I'm singing, but uh, he used to think that we would get slosh and we were coming in yeah. um, inebriated. <laughs> but really, it was just, you know, me, you know, parenting full-time, working a full-time job, trying to swing music as well. Um, but, yeah, you know, yeah. 
that's 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 <laughs> intent. like it, I know I know the feeling. I mean, I know the feeling of because <clears throat> me and my wife we because we started a business out in San Diego, and then um, I started touring a lot, and then. I'm working locally, and then she's working, and then me and her work as a duo, right. and then and then we have this like newborn Jane. Yeah, baby, you know, it's and so then hard. so it's like, <coughs> and plus we didn't really have family support out there. There was like one or two maybe that would be able right. to do it, maybe watch the baby, and nobody else that we'd. Really, I mean, the rest of us it was like our thirty-year-old friends who are still going right. to the bar right. and still <laughs> you know carousing and doing their thing. So that was a balancing act and um I think I think a lot I think that that busy fast pacing is what kind of drove her to being here and now she's like stuck because I picked up a day job I, I work at UPS which ugh. in the, in the built like your packaging <laughs> I'm, I am a box jockey I box conveyor belt box conveyor oh belt oh my gosh and then they yell faster and I go okay box conveyor belt box <laughs> conveyor belt and then one of the conveyor belts fell on my foot <laughs> and I was like, I mean, like, and you still do that? I yeah, I've been only for like 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 a month. <laughs> I, I walked into to that job and um, I sat walked down right back out. I sat down to fill out the application and I, I waited for the person that gave us the tour to leave and I got up and I walked out the door and yeah, I never walked back. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted a second job? Uh, no, I never went back to the UPS. I just. Yeah, we, we took a tour. I just yeah, remember taking the tour the and seeing there. in the inside, and yeah. I just thought, I can't do that. So it's, kudos to it's you. V- it <laughs> 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 no, well, I mean, like, the thing that rings in your head is, like... This is a college job, I should say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this well, a, this is a job you should have in college. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, for, I didn't go to college. Well, I dropped out of college and just was like, oh, I'm a musician. And then <laughs> I've been just doing that, you know? And, but towards the end of us moving, like... I was really starting to make money and like we owned a business and that you know like owning your own business is like like a double time wow. job too and then and then there's newborn and then all this so but it's so worth it right well i mean he's awesome yeah and he's you know like i love him and that's great and all <laughs> <laughs> but but you know like it's a, it's a selfish it? career thing to want to be um, constantly on stage and like have people look at you and you know but you know you're trying to spread joy somehow right um but you know when you're throwing boxes down a conveyor belt and thinking it's like wow i'm getting paid like less than half <laughs> of what I'm of what I was getting for doing what I loved right and then you're getting yelled at by some guy who's 10 years younger than you like all right sweet <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm at in Toledo and so I'm trying like I was looking um I mean there's not much for work that I can find I think I just need to get out to these open jams and just sort of meet people mm-hmm but I mean, I was looking in Detroit. And I'm looking in Ann Arbor. Are you trying to gig? Like, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get back into it. Like, you want to play with other people? Yeah. Well, and then my wife. But you don't sing. No, no. Okay. I don't sing. I sing kind of, but not really. Um, I can like hold a note. Okay. <laughs> but harmonizing, no. It's wow. like I'm not hitting thirds or fifths. Um, not that I don't want to. Just <laughs> I just I don't want to practice. I think. And th- <laughs> anyways, so yeah, I'm trying to do that, and I was looking outside the city, trying to figure out where I could go. And okay. You know, it's just weird. I mean, it's really just getting in and knowing people, 
I mean, because it's weird coming up in a scene like you know these people for years, right. right? And you know, like Bob Stevens, you knew him, and like that probably led to some other gigs that you know, and that leads to other gigs, and then people call you. It's like, hey, I need someone to come. Well, sing. funny because he 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 told me <coughs> there's a specific process for getting into the music scene. So he was already kind of in the music scene, and he was trying to. Um, you know, get me in into the scene as well. And uh, to be honest, I didn't even know there was a music scene. <laughs> I, I just thought, okay, you just call around and you ask for gigs. And um, he sometimes you get lucky. And sometimes you get lucky. <laughs> he taught me so much. Um, but no, he he told me he's like, look, first of all, Melissa, um, nobody cares about your original music. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to listen to it. So he's like, you got to figure out what people are listening to. And so he, he gave me this list of, of songs that, that everybody's doing. So he, you know, we, we went around town and um, he would write, you know, keep adding to the list of songs that, that mm -hmm. everybody was doing. And, um, and then he and I would practice them. Um, and then he said, you know, you need to know people. You need to have connections. I, I, to be honest, I... Um, I, I didn't even know much about him in the music scene <laughs> um, or, or, or how long he'd been in the music scene. I mean, when I was in college, he was playing for some of the college um, parties. Uh, but anyway, just making connections. So mm -hmm. going to those um, going to those open mic nights and, you know, showcasing yourself and then introducing yourself to the person in charge and um, talking to the manager and, and, you know, just making those good connections and, and showing them that what you have available and if it's something that they, they want to hire you to do. Right. So that's kind of how, um, that's, he, he taught me a lot of valuable, but I don't, you know, I'm not out gigging right now, um, but he taught me a lot of valuable information about getting into the Toledo scene. Yeah. So, and I, I think that applies to anybody trying yeah, to yeah. get anywhere. It's like, especially being new to a scene, new again, um, you're just sort of like you have to be out there. You, um, this thing my wife heard, which I've been just repeating like on repeat all the time, it's just that your net worth is your network. Mm -hmm. It's and, so true. And I love that because it is true. And, and like I was able to work. Um, in San Diego because I you know I became a man with this whole group of musicians you know right. like you we got like through your adolescence kind of you know like from 23 to 34 is like you kind of grow up with these people and now like these people are touring the world with like these big bands and you know they're doing these amazing things and you like you just have the good luck of being there and right. know these people and they're just like oh yeah call him and i'm right. like hey yeah sure i'm here yeah. and so so trying to like come in and you're almost stepping on other people's toes because everybody who's working in this city and the weird thing is that not everybody's a, like the people who are working regularly probably have a full-time job as well right which is the nature of the, of, well, yeah, of the you city you know yep. um uh it's hard to just be a full-time musician and if you can do it it's, it's awesome um but coming into it those people have their network mm -hmm. and and um, i'm me and i'm like hey i can do stuff too right and they're like well i'm gonna just send it over to my buddy sam because sam you know i know sam right like we grew up together right so kick rock son you know it's like so it's um it's 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 a frustrating approach that, or it's a frustrating thing to have to take take on but it's a slow process i guess 
but I've been making friends and like um, I actually been talking with people and I'm gonna try to start something now so right. we'll see what happens but what are you gonna do um so I one of my guests I had was this guy named uh, Ross Acu- Accurate and he's this Jamaican dude um, who does a reggae band uh, who's being backed by a jam band and their name is Stonehouse I don't know if you've heard of mm-hmm. any of these people anyway uh, so they're uh, they back him and um, so I think that I'm going to try I'm trying to work with him and his manager kind of wants to get away from the jamming part and sort of get into more of a just a, an act mm-hmm. instead of just because they're a jam band and um, I, I feel like they just sort of work together I probably shouldn't be making this public but <laughs> I don't really care like <laughs> I don't know any of these people other than Ross but um, so just like a reggae thing and I was actually I was really um, deep in the reggae scene out in San Diego which <clears throat> in Southern California and it's kind of most of the, a lot of West Coast and I guess in Florida it's kind of spreading around but um, there's this huge Cal Roots festival that goes yeah. on in Monterey mm-hmm. and so um, San Diego is kind of a, the heartbeat of that sort of Southern California actually um, starting with Sublime mm-hmm, right, and that sort right. of spawned this whole thing and <laughs> there's a lot of people call it white boy reggae which I'm one of those right. people uh, <laughs> but uh, do, do you know Ryan Sebra? No I don't he's, he's in that little reggae scene he's a really good guitar player oh nice yeah I'll have to make that connection with you oh please yeah, do yeah. Uh, do you know what bands he might be playing with? Uh, he just started a band and the name of it I just lost the name of it but um, I'll look him up and I'll I'll tell you the sure of his band. that's awesome yeah I mean like it, what's cool about that scene is that it's very friendly and everybody's cool and everybody's high <laughs> <laughs> you know everyone's just smoking weed and that's just how it is I mean that's the culture of California right. I mean like they just legalize right. it so it's sort of a um, I mean I here's the thing I talk so much smack about that scene cr- coming up in San Diego and it's just I, I just ate a lot of ate a lot of dirt going <laughs> into it and getting so far into it and m- touring with reggae so it's actually kind of comforting to meet like a reggae artist out here and that's sort so of cool and, and that's what you want to do i mean what the goal is to kind of get into the reggae no <laughs> I, I honestly i want to just be able to work and um i i mean like i'm, I'm a musical prostitute i'll just <laughs> if you got money i'll go play right <laughs> I don't mind playing Brown Eyed Girl. Again, right, you know? right, right. <laughs> so that's fine. Um, so you, uh, so you, you sort of, with your second child, sort of step back from the, from Toledo scene, and you're just like, you know what? I'm just gonna be a mom. And you got married, and yeah, and yeah. now you play you play heavily with the church. Yeah, now I uh, now I I'm, I'm one of the worship leaders. I'm not the main worship leader, but uh, I'm on the worship team there, and. Um, we do three services on Sunday. Um, they have almost mm, three, four, five, about six or seven services that you can attend throughout there. But um, we host um, clo- anywhere between 300 and 800 people. Oh, wow. Um, so, and, and we also do a live cast. And um, uh, sometimes that, you know, the, the pastor and the music will be on WTOL. So, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, you know, it, I'm actually 
singing for more people than you know. Yeah, than, <laughs> than like a like to the five people at a coffee shop who are just sort right. of like on their device. Right. Yeah. But that's 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 well, that's cool. So I mean, like, I don't know. Um, the 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 worship team that I'm working with, they I, one of the guys I was talking to you about, John Ketchum. He's he was touring with um, some people. Um, the winner of the Great Britain's, um, I think it's X Factor. Oh, okay. From a few years ago, the winner of that, he was the guitar player for her. And so he toured all around the world oh, wow. um, with her. And then he ended up back in um, back in California for a while. And he, he also got married, had a kid. Funny how that does that to you. <laughs> and he moved back to this area, thought he was going to be moving back to Michigan and ended up in Toledo. Um, so he's our worship leader now. Um, but he's put out some music and he produces some music and oh, cool. uh, they, they just released their, their worship album. Um, so that's something that's kind of cool that's, that's going on too. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny how like these, how musicians just end up like <laughs> in these like towns, you know, like in Toledo is not a small place, but it's not a huge place. Right. But I mean, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of great musicians yeah, that are coming yeah. out of Toledo. Oh, totally. Um, so no, I, 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 cause I, like a kid, when I was a kid, I was just sitting here and dogged this city so badly. And then, and then just to end up back here, I mean, I, I, I find it, uh, it's humbling. And I think the best thing to do is not sit here and be like, oh man, but to be like, embrace it and like really jump into it again and see where it goes because. It's not everybody thinks that you have to go somewhere to be something. It's and true, and especially with the internet. Like right. the internet sort of changed everything, and that that was another good thing about that book. Meet you, in, meet me in the bathroom. Is that um, they kind of talked about how the internet sort of took took that Brooklyn scene and made it everywhere, mm -hmm. and then so like you can see like the hipster culture, that music. It's like you can find it in all these different cities. There's a whole. There's a there's a part of the city in San Diego. It's called North Park that has this little hipster community in there, and then oh. you know Austin has it. And Portland is like one big hipster hub, so <laughs> 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 that's where they go to retire, I guess. Um, so it, it, with the internet, you can kind of navigate anywhere with it, and that's awesome. That's kind of funny because honestly, that's how I met Matt Suarez. Was just networking through. I was okay. Yeah. Well, how did you meet Matt? I haven't physically met Matt. You've never met no. Matt, Matt. No. That's funny. No. Um, back when I was gigging, um, I you know I would just you know find friends and try to network and you know do you know this person? Do you know this person? And eventually, um, I, I just remember him and I talking and we were talking about doing some music together at some point or. Um, vice versa, you know, me going out there, him coming up here, and we talked about Youngstown. Yeah. Because he was out there for a little while. Yeah, yeah. And you were already here, right? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've been here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been, <laughs> been, here. I've been, been here. here. I'm stuck. I'm not, not <laughs> leaving anytime soon. Um, but, but yeah, that's that's basically how I, I met him. And, and I'm always um, talking to my friends about Matt Suarez, and I'm trying to get you know get his name going around yeah. around this area. So well, yeah, I mean, he was like he highly recommended. He was like, dude, you should hook up with <laughs> her. Like, just talk to her. But she's cool. She has all these things. No, I bet she's like he was like very adamant about me uh -huh. getting in touch with you. So I was like, yeah. 
Totally. Yeah, I'm, I'm always, you know, live streaming his stuff, or not live streaming, but um, sharing his his live streaming and yeah. trying to get his name out there with all he's, my. He's a, what, like I just I just put his episode out like last week. No, yeah, yeah, it was last week. <laughs> it was last week, and he had this great story about um, having machine guns pulled out on him in what? in. Um, <laughs> Where was it? So he's kind of from the Imperial Valley, so that's mm-hmm. East California, so desert, desert dweller. Um, so he was back over there. I think me- I don't know, maybe Mexicali or something. And he was played this private party, and they had to go somewhere. And they were driving back to the party, and then all of a sudden, the guy he was following just like jets out. They're on this dirt road, and the just go like, and the guy in front of him, he's following his the guy who hired him just goes and then all of a sudden he sees these cars just sort of coming out of nowhere i'm retelling the story i just released a week ago but why not <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden like um they kind of like pull him over and make him force him to stop and this guy comes up and he has some guys behind him like with like a machine gun I was like what are you doing out oh here what are you what is that why are you here why are you what? and he's like He's like, bro, I'm I'm just a musician. I just played <laughs> over there, like you know. And he didn't know who it was. He was like, maybe this is a cartel. Maybe this is. He didn't know anything. Wow. And the guy was like, shut off your engine. And he's like, bro, you can shut off my engine. I'm not putting my hands anywhere but right here. So that's Smart what's move, happening. Wow. He had his hands up and was like, I'm not doing anything. You can turn it off. And so as this guy's yelling at him and and. Um, <clears throat> He's kind of are starting to realize what happened, and it turns out this these were cops. These oh. were like, um, and I don't know. I don't think I think they were just local cops. And what ended up happening is that uh, this guy, the guy who had the machine gun in his face, was um, he, he had just busted this huge cartel guy, and he put his face out there in the paper everywhere you know like he wanted to take credit for this oh and he's been getting death threats his family's been getting death threats and so these are all cops who are just sort of moonlighting for this one cop uh, trying to protect him right. and they were just sort of illegally pulling people over and like shaking them down wow. and seeing what's going on Gosh. And that kind of led us to this whole conversation about um you know um police brutality and what's going on now that you is know? crazy yeah and that would make for a very good song <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah there you go matt write a song with that matt <laughs> <laughs> yeah matt's awesome um i got to meet him in san diego and like I, I wasn't really like friends with him but like i just knew of him and like we met at a party and he's just a great guy and he's, he's cool. super like you know, super, he loves to talk. He's like, well, he's personable. Yeah. yeah, very personable. He's like, he was, he's literally that guy who can get blood out of a turnip. <laughs> he like, because he was telling me about Youngstown and how hard it is there to kind of get gigs and stuff. And he was like, dude, I was making enough to pay our $400 a month rent of this big house, you know, like basically a mansion for $400 a month. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, yeah, so he he was telling me that you got he was like oh go check out my buddy Josh D'Amigo. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so See, I get to meet all kinds of great people because <laughs> of Matt Suarez, and I haven't even met him personally yet. 
So you met Josh. I, I know Josh. My buddy used to play in yeah. his band. A couple of my friends <laughs> used to play in his band. A lot of my friends used to play in his band. Is like, wait, so you guys, you just went to a show? Of um, so he told me, hey, check out this Josh Jamego guy. And, and so I went on to his page and I added him. And um, uh, Matt, he, he sent me a message and he said, hey, Josh Jamego is in Toledo. And I said, that's that's crazy. No way. <laughs> and, um, uh, or no, no, actually, I think I was, I was friends with Josh Jamego and I was friends with Matt. And he said, hey, Josh Jamego is in, in your town. You should check him out. Did you know that he's there? That he's there? And I said, no, I didn't. And so um, I went out and I, and I met him. And he started talking to me about Matt. And, uh, and then uh, I came back and Matt started talking to me about Josh. And um, Josh thought I knew Matt before I knew him and Matt <laughs> thought I knew Josh before I knew Matt and I have not met either of them uh, well <laughs> before it. before yeah. this but I get to meet a lot of people because of Matt Suarez and <laughs> I get to meet you because of Matt oh, Suarez and well thank you um, it's all about the connections it is yeah network is your net worth um, That's right. I'm just gonna grind that into people's head so um I usually play a song from um, my guest, then you have a few songs online. I don't know if there's any original songs you got. Gosh, they're so old. Oh, um, I mean, we don't have to if you don't no, feel no, comfortable. That's, no, that's fine. Um, fi I, some of that, some of those songs I recorded in in, uh, in a church building. Some of those songs I recorded in in Bob um, Stevens' apartment. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, you can pick whatever you want. Okay, well then let's listen to a song by Melissa and then we'll be right back. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag Drifting through the wind Wanting to start again Do you ever feel Feel some paper thin Like a house of cards Blue from giving in Do you ever feel Already buried deep Six feet under screams But no one seems to hear the day Do you know that there's Still a chance for you Cause there's a spark in you you just gotta ignite the light and let it shine. Baby, you're 
that's been banging Drifting through the wind Ready to start again And we're back That was a great song <laughs> But um, Yeah, so I don't know Actually Matt gave me this good idea I used to ask Well, as of last week I used to ask people What like what is a uh, a seminal album that kind of changed your life and kind of like made you like change your entire perspective on music so i'll start there but i'm gonna start asking this other question that matt asked <laughs> me and then we which i think is an awesome question as well um so do you i, I know this is hard for a musician to, to actually be like yeah this one album that was really awesome but do you have an album that was like really Oh, man. Like life-changing where you're like, oh, my God, I didn't know you could do that with music. You know, the funny thing is, is uh, on the way here, I thought, what in the world could this guy possibly ask me? And I, f <laughs> and I figured, um, and I, th I thought to myself, because I'm, um, I get nervous when I have to think on the spot, but I thought to myself, man, I, I know, you know, some good answers would be like John, uh, Janis Joplin or, you know, th you know, what are some really good responses? And I thought to myself, you know what, I... I really like Boys to Men. <laughs> yeah, but like that's a, Boys to Men changed the, my life. What's the What's the album called? Holy High Harmony. Is that what has on bended knee on it? No, that was their third album. That was the th oh my yeah. excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, but, yeah, I, I love Boys to Men. So Boys to yeah. Men. So yeah. that that album. Uh, what's the album called? Coley High Harmony. Cool and High Harmony. Yeah. That's what that was. What did it for you? Um. It, back in the 90s everybody was listening to grunge music yeah and i remember thinking to myself no i want to listen to belvive devoe <laughs> and mariah carey and some oh. boys to men oh my god you would love my wife oh That's really like, yeah mariah carey's like her hero yes yes yeah, she's just like her christmas album is all she plays yeah on, during christmas she's like this is the most amazing album <laughs> yeah i got picked on so much for that but yeah it's, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, especially in a time of grunge and alternative, and I almost see, like, this area being, like, working class as it is, you know, like, very factory-based. <laughs> like, grunge probably yeah. was, like, kind of the the thing, but, like, then there's the whole R&B. So, and, and the, the great thing about having older siblings for me was that I got, I got to... Um, experience that too so she my sister kind of turned me on the boys the men oh, Belbe cool. devoe yep. tony 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 yes yes um there's a million of them shy johnny gill this is actually one that i i love um anyways so so boys the men that <laughs> album was sort of like because i mean for a vocalist that's like gold right uh, like i I think Boys to Men is the equivalent of like the 40s and 50s like doo-wop yeah, kind of music. Totally. And, uh, I mean, they even had that one acapella song that they said. Uh, what was that song? It was just an acapella song and it was like a hit. It um, was, Show that the lady. Is that right? I can't sing very well. <laughs> I, I, can, I always try to sing songs to people. They're like, I don't know. Just. Oh, that's shy. Is, isn't that shy? That might be shy. That, that's not boys to men. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, people's ears. Uh, SWV. SWV. Another good one. Oh, yeah. But yeah, everybody was listening to grunge music and uh, Green Day, and I remember. Like, uh, yeah, just in my in my bedroom listening to some boys to men. <laughs> um, that's awesome. That that and, and country music too. Yeah, country. Um, I grew up in the country, so oh, yeah. I remember sitting on the back porch and 
putting Jam- some yeah just jamming jamming Garth Brooks jamming out to some Garth Brooks and Brooks and, uh, and Dunn yeah Tim McGraw yep oh Mercury right. Blues <laughs> oh hey yeah I, all I'm right. from country too all man. right all right I, I'm actually from this this little crap hole called Jasper Michigan which okay is right over the border of Ohio it's wow. just, I went back. It's so weird being back here. <laughs> I drove through it, and my childhood house burnt down. Wow! And so, like, I went back, and like, I actually pulled over on the side of the road, going to my cousin's. Um, it was my uncle's birthday, so I was driving up to Adrian, and yep, I Adrian pulled over, and and I just looked at the lot. And when I was a kid, I remember this huge lot. It was just like this big piece of property. And I show up and I look at him like, this is such a small piece of crap little <laughs> property. And then we used to have this like burning pile yeah, where, yeah. <laughs> where we just throw our garbage yes. in there and you just burn your garbage. And I was just like, how did we? And I remember the burning pile was so huge. And a I burn barrel. A burn I barrel. didn't even have a barrel. It was oh. just a pile. Like we just throw it on a pile. Yeah, you got get a new mattress. Throw, throw it, it on, yeah. <laughs> throw yes. it on the pile. Yes. And just light that sucker up. And then I was thinking, I was like, oh my god, we were like, like feral animals growing up. <laughs> like they, my parents would just be whatever they were doing, and then I would just be out. And, and like I remember having like a ga- like a a gasoline thing. And pouring gasoline on an open fire, trying to keep it going. It's like, keep, come on now, keep burning. Those are the good days. It's just such a weird thing to think. Like, a little kid out there, like, I, I can't imagine my son with a <laughs> bucket of gasoline just throwing it on a burning pile. Just That's at, right. At his own, you know, just working at his own pace, at his own device. Just like, whatever, I'm just burning stuff. Run around the neighborhood. Catching fireflies. Catching fireflies. Yep, that yep, was yep. nice too. Yeah. Uh, I was, going totally going fishing. Did you go fishing? I never went fishing. No. I always had this uh, chance to do it, and I was always too lazy or too tired to get up at five thirty in the morning and just be like, "I'm I'm out of here. I'm going fishing." My uncle, who really wanted me to go with him, I just I never could do it. So <laughs> I wish I would have because I want to go fishing. My son really wants to go fishing. Aww. Like he he's just like that's one of one of the things he wants to do. Um, the cool part about van lifing was is that we got to go to like the redwoods we got to go to oregon and and see all these rivers and mountains and he like he run up mountains and he just loves nature and so it's so weird for him to be sort of in the like not really able to be outside for very long and i mean we grew up he like his first three years there was a park behind our house so like we just go to the park and just run around so now he's sort of I mean, he's he's kind of taking it hard being here. And, like he'll be like, "I'm cold. <laughs> I don't want to live in this city." <laughs> it, it's just, it, I mean, he just loves the outdoors, so it's really weird for him. He he has this like really weird captive thing going on now, where he now he just doesn't want to leave the house at all. He oh. just doesn't want to wow. leave. He's, just he's like, four, right? Mm-hmm. He's four. He's like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. It's you gotta like, take him sledding. You know what? You're absolutely right. You gotta go it, it's time. Yes. It's time for him to go sledding and take him out. Um, dude, where's the good hills at? I know Mommy Bay has a good hill. Um, we just went sledding um, out in Ottawa Hills. There's a huge hill Where? Uh, off Brookside. Brookside. It's in between Indian and uh, and. Uh, it's just Bancroft. open to the public. Yeah, just park on the side of the road and go sledding. And it's co- it's called Brookside. Yeah, but Brookside's the road. Okay. It's great. 
Okay. You have to look it up. I will look at that you up. Will. I'm going to take them. Um, out in Sylvania, we were just over there, um, Northview High School. They have, they have a hill? They have a little hill right beside the school. Uh, there's probably 50 people out there the other day <laughs> sledding. It was crazy. We yeah. did not stop there. <laughs> 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 um, but we went to the park, and the park, um, I I don't, I, I can't even remember the name of the park, but... Um, it's over by the the hospital there they have a good hill okay really good hill <laughs> yeah i want he's he's uh he's uh he's definitely like a very very um just like um city life kind of he is kid. city life <laughs> but he loves like because i mean like since he, he was like two weeks old and i was taking him up on a hike and and you know and in the city which well in san diego is like there's this big hike in the middle of the city um but i was taking so like since he was literally been born he has just been outside just doing his thing and it's so weird for him to like be like i don't want to be i don't want to leave the house he never wants to leave the house like he i mean it's like negative five degrees (laughs) i understand that (laughs) but like we have to exist and we have to we're we're human beings and we have to be social you know like we have to we have to be a part of this we have to you know anyways uh so it's just weird it's a weird thing to see him be so like just cut off and he doesn't want to be outside but i am going to take him sledding and it totally slipped my mind like we built a snowman and he uh-huh. loved that and he thought he thought snow was like frozen like the movie frozen he uh-huh. thought the first time he came here in winter when he was actually like cognizant and like very aware of his surroundings <laughs> He was. He thought he was gonna come here. I was gonna be like Princess Elsa is gonna be here. Anna and Elsa are gonna be here. The snow is just gonna. I'm just yeah. gonna wave my hands. Yeah. and it's just gonna build a snowman magically. And he got out and he got into the snow and he started crunching around and he fell on his hands and he's like, <laughs> and that was it. He was like, I'm done. Never I'm done again. No. But then we got like a little snowsuit for him, so like he's cool with that for a little while. But I think sledding. I think that's. I think I'm gonna go get him a sled. Target. Target. Yeah, they're they're on clearance right now. I'm doing it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, uh, a couple more questions, and then we'll wrap up here. Um. So, what Matt gave me was the um, what was the first album you ever bought? Oh gosh, again. I know it's hard. You have to dig deep for that. Um. I remember the first album I first bought. And I remember the first album I first bought with my driver's license. Oh, yeah. And I will not tell you about that one because it's very embarrassing. <laughs> 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 um, but the first one is the same as um, the first answer I gave. It was, I mean, that was the first CD that I ever bought. Okay. And that's when they were, you know, they're crossing over between cassette tape and, yeah, and, CD. and CDs. Yeah, where so. it was like, oh. Right. You know. So, um I remember, I don't even remember what store I was walking in, but this was when um, the entire store was just filled with CDs. Yeah, They yeah. don't have that anymore. No, they don't. It's kind of a, it was kind of a cool thing. Um, but I just remember, like, Boys to Men, like, if I could own <laughs> just that album, I would be so happy. Back when they were, like, $21, too. Like they, Yeah, yeah. Back when a CD was $21. They're so expensive. Yeah, well, and it's funny how, like, CDs were the thing that was $21. Now it's like records. And now they're like $50. All right, yeah. Or you walk into the uh, used music store and you can get it for $2. Or $2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a dollar. We're and you try to, to sell your CDs. They're like, I'll give you like a nickel. Yes. Is I, I had. Yeah. <laughs> Selling CDs these days is like. Anyway. 
Um, okay, so one more question for you, which I usually ask everyone: um, Is there any weaknesses in your um, in your singing? Oh man, um, that you've tried to overcome in the past uh, or are working on. So, like, for me, my left hand with playing piano is always not. Wow. Never really been great. So, like, I work on trying to work my left hand more. So, that's kind of what I'm talking about on a technical level. Is there something in your um, your playing or your singing that Hmm. you've tried to overcome? Or Um, Actually, uh, there's a couple of things. Um, One, just being on stage in front of people. Hmm. you know, I love to do it, but sometimes I have stage fright, especially when you're looking out and you're, you're seeing hundreds of people yeah, in front of you. Yeah, there's a sea of people just like... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hey. um, memorizing music is... I'm the worst mm. at memorizing music. Um, so t- coming up with ways to remember the, the music, you know, being um, being on a bigger stage uh, up at Calvary, um, we have a prompter. But let me just tell you, the prompter is sometimes wrong. <laughs> so um, uh, so for our, our Christmas service, I had to sing a couple of songs, and I just told myself that I was I was definitely going to make sure that I memorized all of my lyrics because the prompter... The prompter will lead is, you astray. It will lead you... As, it is not a confidence monitor. It is a <laughs> non-confidence monitor. Um, so, yeah, memorizing music is the worst, and I've... Um, I've said some funny things, forgetting my my <laughs> lyrics before, just making things up on the spot. Oh, yeah. so yeah, so that's a big one. Um, vocally, I would say high notes. High notes. High notes. Yeah, um, I I feel like I have a, a pretty good. This is kind of funny. Nobody's ever asked me that before. I feel like I have a pretty good range. Mm-hmm. Um, but if anybody asked me what key I want my song to be in yeah. it's always something that's lower because <laughs> it's so much easier to sing um and anytime there's a high note you know you have to think to yourself do you do you want to try to hit that or do you want to yeah. try to go into your falsetto and um yeah i just i don't like the way i sound oh, when i'm doing high, high notes okay yeah that's uh, fair no that's fair i mean because because there's like a lower range and that seems to be like where people like to sit but once you start getting higher or too low, it's, I mean, higher, <laughs> too far each way, it just gets crazy. Not hitting those Mariah Carey, like, breaking glass notes. Right. Those, those, I don't know what that is. It's those squeals. <laughs> she squeaks those things out. But it's amazing, and that's why she's Mariah Carey. It's actually funny. My <laughs> my wife got to meet her hero. And they always say never meet your heroes yeah. or read their books because then you're like, ugh. Yes. And that was totally the case for her. She uh, she met Mar- Mariah? She met Mariah. Really? Kay. Oh. Um, she she won a contest <laughs> uh, where <coughs> you had to, it was a cake eating contest, and she ate the most cake. Now, with the intent that this was the prize? To go and meet Mariah Carey. Oh, okay. So, it was a radio contest, I think, and so she gobbled that cake up, <laughs> and... Um, and she got to meet her, and she said she was the most, like, despondent, like, just, like, wow. when you make eye contact, just, like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you expect your Mariah Carey? Where's you know? my tea? Yeah, told me there'd be like, hot tea. Are you here for, are you here <laughs> to give me my tea that I ordered? <laughs> no, go. But, yeah, she's just, like, very, you know, didn't make eye contact. Wow. Just very kind of, like, cold and just shut off, which, you know, looking at it now she understands like 
she is constantly barraged with right. people and people always want something from her and so you build up this barrier and she did that to these poor children who loved her right so that sort of changes your whole perspective it makes you wish you could kind of meet them when they were you know right in the beginning stages yeah of like just sort of like still hungry not right. like not in that in the spotlight like that it's like I, I i've been reading a lot of these like rock star books and man like anthony kiedis from the red hot chili peppers mm -hmm. like, I, I mean like he's a great artist but as a person i would have hated him <laughs> as a person and it's weird with i've been reading these rock star books where it's like i like to hear about the struggle you know mm -hmm. and then as soon as it gets to like where fame is it's like okay you're in the french riviera and you're surrounded no, by models yeah. and this you're flying jet, and then i'm just sort of like okay whatever it's like that's <laughs> i don't relate to that at all right, so right, i kind of right. shut off like the keith richards book i just stopped reading it <laughs> anthony kiedis i just stopped reading it i finished the miles davis book but miles davis kind of a kind of a kind of a jerk yeah. <laughs> but whatever it's like it's a it, it's a weird business to be in and especially when you get to that echelon of fame it's just like you know you're just constantly being now asked now your name is richard my name is Mi well yeah is it mike my name is richard john michael Waffer. okay okay <laughs> like i didn't know I'm sorry, I, and I okay. forgot to tell you that I was under Richard. Okay. And, and no, 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 you told me, but I got oh. confused because oh, yeah? of... Okay, yeah. cool. I'm glad I told you that. <laughs> yeah, my first full name is Richard John, which it's hyphenated and everything. My parents really wanted my first name to be Richard John, which kids can't say. <laughs> so they were like, call him Mike. And that's just what I am now. I go Mike, Mike. What what is your... What is that one album for you that changed oh, your life? That's for me as easy yeah. as Bitches Brew by Miles Davis. Oh, okay. So it, like that was like the album that was just like, oh my God, I didn't know you could do whatever you want. <laughs> and like this is, you're completely free to do whatever you want with music. And wow. Take it wherever you want to go. Um, now that you talk about Miles Davis, um, I remember back when I was in high school, and I remember um, listening to The Beatles, which was kind of like a mind-blowing experience. Oh, of course. Um, which led me to listening to um, Doris Day mm -hmm. and um, the whole big band era of oh, music. Yeah. And that was kind of a really cool, like, you can do anything you want, you know, yeah. vocally. So you like Miles Davis, though. I love Miles Davis. So you're kind of like into the whole jazz. Oh, I love jazz. That's um, cool. The... He's a big band, like that. My dad ingrained that into my head. So yeah. it's like show tunes, big band, Steppenwolf, okay. <laughs> and The Doors, and Pink Floyd, and like, so <laughs> such a wide array. Oh, ZZ Top. Don't leave out ZZ Top. <laughs> um, but then like Waylon Jennings and Hank Williams and Hank Williams Jr. and like Kenny yes, Rogers, classics. And Merle Haggard. Yeah. My dad had such an influence. Anyways. But like Benny Goodman and Glenn Miller, Benny Goodman, Tommy yeah. Dorsey, Frank yes. Sinatra. Um, that's the good stuff. That's, that's the, I love stuff. that. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean like that's where you just it's it's literally like sonic value. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's <laughs> like you put that on, and you know you're gonna like sink into your chair. Like okay, 
I can breathe now. Mm-hmm. It's all okay. Let's go take a hot bowl of that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Frankie Blue Eyes is on. I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's, I mean, like, it's, it was weird because I was in middle school when grunge was sort of thing, but everyone loved it. And I loved it, too. I loved Nirvana, and I loved Green Day Dookie, you know, like that album when that came out. I was in sixth grade, so, like, I loved that stuff, but, like, I would just have this weird mix, so that I'd make my own mixes. And I would have like Nirvana, Green Day, Benny Goodman, <laughs> you know, and Ellis Fitzgerald. And then sometimes I would have my headphones in on my Walkman, and I'd be on the bus, and like someone would be like, "What are you listening to?" I'm like, "Oh, I don't know, T- Benny Goodman." They're like, "What?" And they like that? take my headphones and be like, "Oh, okay." This <laughs> like you know, it just I used to keep that to myself. And you know, so the thing now is like, can I get you to listen to somebody that I that I know that you've never heard before. That's kind of what the kids are doing now. Yeah, like, yeah, they're trying to be like, the first. Yeah, to, like, to listen to this. Like, you've yeah. never heard of this band before. Yeah. And yeah. there's just so... And the, what's interesting about the internet is, like, that it's allowed for that. And, and, like, I can't even keep up. Like, I hear all these awesome bands, and then, like, a month later, I forgot all about them. Right. I have a Spotify subscription, so... You'll see, like, you might like this, you know, like, bands like this. And I'll be like, oh, I'll check this out. I'll be like, oh, this is amazing. This yeah. is great. And then, like, a month later, I'm just on to something else. Right. I just, I don't, I can't keep it all in. I and there's no, you know, like, in, you know, back in the 90s, it was, like, grunge music. There's right. no just one era. It's just right everything, like, everything's a go now. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's all just becoming this, like, big amalgam amalgamation what am i I trying to say melting pot yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) it's all just one big thing now is uh which is good you know i mean like there is edm but like that was in the 90s too (laughs) you know like they just called it techno right right (laughs) but now it's like edm but i don't know i i I don't dig on the edm thus so much what do you listen to now oh man gosh um you know i'm always i'm always listening to a million different things so i i actually really enjoy um um you know like you said frank sinatra i just going back to the classics. i do i go back to the classics i listen to some frank sinatra um ella fitzgerald um i'll listen to to country music um i'll listen to you know now that i'm doing music for for the church i listen to a lot of the you know the christian music music. that's going on yeah a lot of worship music um it depends on my mood you know what kind of mood i want to be in yeah um um any new any new um artists out there that you like hmm gosh you got me stumped (laughs) gosh um I'll get back to you on that. That's fine. Okay. My wife loves Cardi B. You know who Cardi no. B is? No. She, you don't need to know who Cardi B is. <laughs> she's this she's this rapper who is just like just she used to be a stripper and now oh. she's like a rapper and now I, my wife just she wants to write fan fiction. Um Cardi okay. B. <laughs> you know like this fan fiction like Harry Potter. Yeah. She wants to do like fan fiction with this girl Cardi B who is just like if you see her in an art interview she just like makes bird noises be like, and that's her answer that's just how she answers people wow. she just make a noise and then continue on her day oh you got your little fitbit hooked yeah, to your phone yeah 
dude i want a fitbit those things are pretty awesome especially working at ups i want to know how many calories i'm burning <laughs> because like by the end of the day i just want to crawl into a I actually called off today because this horrible stomach ache and i was just like i'm not box jockeying today <laughs> it's just not i just hung out with the family and that was it Anyways, Melissa, thank you so much for yeah. coming on the show. Absolutely. And meeting me. And, and we're at the West Branch Library in Toledo, which offers this really cool little studio that they just have tucked away in their basement. So if you are in Toledo listening and you need a studio, come here. They have most everything you need. Except I don't know about this omnidirectional mic. I would probably bring your own <laughs> mics. But anyways, Melissa, thank you so much. And um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for asking me to be here. Yeah. It's no a problem. pleasure. What I say, NPR voice, right? Could you hear her doing the news on NPR or doing a special report on how kids are saving our environment with their awesome inventions or being on radio lab or whatever <laughs> awesome singing voice as well um i think melissa's story is beautiful because it kind of goes along with how i feel about finding happiness within your your medium your art medium um it's it's hard enough out there to be a musician but to fu to be happy while doing it is is awesome and with melissa she found happiness and it's her calling you know her in the church and the church might not be for you that's fine but i think it's really important for artists and musicians to understand that finding a place within your art is probably the biggest part of it finding your voice finding contentment why do i keep saying contentment contentment is it freudian am i lying to myself do i just can have nothing but contempt for art and music no it's not finding happiness finding peace finding your calling i think is the biggest part of it you know all these like adulation and you know money and you know fame all that stuff can is a possibility but i don't think it should be why you do it and that's why i think melissa's story is so awesome because she has found her her place in the church singing for the lord i love it Write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. You can also go to the website, WeSpeakEnglishGood.net. Also, leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or Podomatic or wherever you get your iTunes. Get your iTunes. Oh, my God. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Be good to your fellow human being. HJ's for everybody. Blessings.